please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 23. Most of you probably don't need a Bible uh, when you think of this psalm. But when I found out yesterday afternoon that um, about 3 o'clock that I was going to be preaching today and I was part of the meeting with the elders for six hours yesterday here, long, long meetings lately, this is the part of scripture that came to my mind. Psalm 23. The reason it came to my mind is this portion of Scripture has grown very dear to me, especially, I think, over the last year, year and a half. During that time, my sleep, maybe yours as well, hasn't been as good as it has in past times. And when I wake up during the night, and can't get back to sleep, if you ever have one of those nights, I have found that Psalm 23 is where my mind goes. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You love that song? It has helped me on so many nights just to think it through, line by line, word by word, and to apply it to remember who it is that's on the throne, to remember who it is that is my shepherd. And we need shepherds, don't we? We are very much like sheep, all of us. But this psalm has brought comfort to me on many of these occasions, allowed me to rest in the Lord, allowed me to get back to sleep on many, many nights. So I'd like to share this with us this morning. And as we put the setting, I want you to think of this. Psalm 23 is in the middle of Psalm 22 and 24. That sounds logical, doesn't it? All three are messianic psalms. All three are written by David. Very interesting. All together, 22, 3, and 4. Psalm 22 deals with the Lord's first coming. In fact, it starts out like this. And you will know these words from the New Testament, from the Gospels. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Christ on the cross is in Psalm 22. His first coming 
to die for us, to pay the penalty for our sins. And then on the other end of these three is Psalm 24, also a psalm of David. And Psalm 24 has words in it like, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? Now, when you look at those three psalms, you have Psalm 22, dealing with the Lord's coming to die, the first coming, pay the penalty for our sins. And the last one is he's, his second coming when he comes back to reign and to rule in the kingdom which is forever and remove us from the very presence of sin. But then you have Psalm 23 right in the middle. And Psalm 23 deals with the here and now and the Lord at the Father's right hand and our relationship with Him, His relationship with us, delivering us from the power of sin. As we walk through this life, as we have been saved from the penalty of sin by looking to Him, He is with us as our shepherd. He walks with us. We walk with Him and He sees us through to the very end. But this particular one is His removing us from all the enemies that would come against us, His being with us, His delivering us from the power of sin and seeing us through to glory. That's why I love this this psalm, because it deals with what we're facing here and now. Whatever we face, David says in this psalm, in this life, we will want for nothing. We will want for nothing when it comes to what we need in order to get through and finish the race, finish the course, and arrive in his presence in heaven. So I want to begin looking at this this morning with you, and it's really very easy to divide one to three and four to six. One to three, David is telling us about his shepherd. And then when you get to four to six, he switches and he, and he focuses on a new direction. He focuses at the shepherd and begins to address him. But it's a, it's a wonderful psalm. So the first part of this is David's reflections upon his shepherd, both who he is and what he does for us in difficult times, in times that are hard in times where there are enemies around us. Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, I don't think David was saying there that there will never be a place in his life where there is some kind of need. But what I think he's getting at is he has a shepherd that whatever the need is, Whenever the need arises, he won't want for the answer. 
He's not going to want for any, anything that God wants us to have in this life to see us through. That can apply to us as well. David knew something about being a shepherd, didn't he? He was a shepherd out with his father's sheep in the hills around Bethlehem. There were times when God gave him the strength as a shepherd to kill a lion, to kill a bear. David knew what it was to be a shepherd. He knew what it was to provide help to sheep. And he knew also, as a shepherd, that the sheep are basically dependent upon him. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, says David, who was a shepherd. He knows also that he, in terms of the spiritual realm in particular, but all physical and spiritual, David knew and understood that before God and in light of the battles to be fought in this life, in light of the darkness, in light of the enemy, David knew he was not going to make it through without a shepherd. He, David, who had been a shepherd, needed a shepherd. And it was only because of the fact that he had one. And notice that he says, it's personalized, he's my shepherd. And it's only because he has the Lord as his shepherd that he can say, I won't want for anything that I need, that I need in this life to see it through. He knew that sheep needed a shepherd to survive. He knew, to, knew that he needed a shepherd to survive. And there's only one, and it's the Lord who came and gave his life for us. David also knew in his need that without the shepherd, he would not survive. He would not make it through all that he faced in this life. Do you remember in John chapter 10, and I'm going to turn there just to read a couple of verses. John chapter 10 and verse 27 and 28. The Lord said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and so no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand, and I and the Father are one. Those are words from the Lord Jesus' mouth. My sheep hear my voice. They know their shepherd. I know them. No one will take them away from me. I will see them through. And David is writing about this very thing in the first verse of Psalm 23. David knew that because the Lord was his shepherd, he could always rely upon him. He knew that nothing was too great for his shepherd. David, again, was not saying that he would not experience 
difficulty in this life. Think of David's life. Think of the issues that he faced. Saul, King Saul, who was trying to kill him repeatedly, was pursuing him. In all of that, David knew that he had a shepherd that was with him, that would see him through, and he would have no wants. He had a time in his life where his own son Absalom was at the gate trying to steer people away from David. And Absalom got a huge following, even some of the higher-ups, and he came after his own father to kill him and make himself king. And David, during those times, had a shepherd that knew he was being attacked, that knew that there were enemies after him, and that came to his aid. David had friends that turned against him. But David could always say, the Lord is my shepherd, and I will not ever have a want that's too great for him. Never would anything come. Whatever he faced, he is saying, the Lord will be there with me. He is my shepherd. In verse 2, he continues on. He's still speaking to us about his Lord. Verse 2, he says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still or quiet waters. David is saying, not only will I never have a want, but he provides. He's even leading and providing for my needs. And in this case, it seems very clearly that he's talking about his need for rest, and his need for refreshment or nourishment. His physical needs were, were and always would be met. Sheep needed this provision. Sheep needed to be led by quiet waters because sheep were afraid of running water. And the shepherd would lead them to a place where he would sometimes rock off areas of water so that they could go to it and drink without fear. And he would provide green pastures for them to lie down in and to rest. We need these things. Do you remember Paul's situation when he was thrown into jail? Did he sleep? Yes, he slept. His shepherd gave him rest. We are to seek the kingdom and righteousness, and all these things, Jesus himself says in Matthew 6, all the things, if you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, all the things that you think you need, all the things that you need to survive, your nourishment, your refreshment, your rest, God will provide. Seek the things that are above, and all these other things will be taken care of for you. We need rest, don't we? I know that your elders need rest. I know Doug and Krista need rest. And I know that there are others out there that need rest who have been involved in our past over the last 10 months now. It's been a long journey. We need refreshment. We need the Lord's hand to touch us. The elders need your prayers just in days ahead. We've had several meetings lately where we've been together six, seven hours at a time. 
seeking the Lord, praying, trying to forge a path together. We know that the Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not want that he leads us in green pastures, that he leads us to still waters. He provides for us. And then in verse 3, he writes that he restores our soul. Think of that one for a minute. He restores our soul. Sheep are known for wandering away from the flock. And sometimes we, all of us, can wander and get off course and get off track. But we have a shepherd, the Lord Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, who comes along and restores, restores our soul. Remember 1 John 8 and 9, particularly 9? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. None of us are perfect. None of us do everything right all the time. We don't. You don't. I don't. And if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. But if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Restore us. Restore our lives. Restore our walks with Him. He not only provides rest and nourishment, and we sure need it in these days, but He restores when we've gotten off track. He restores our soul. And he then goes on and leads us after restoring in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. And I look at that in two ways. For the sake of his name, because we bear his name. We say we're his followers, his sheep, his children. So if, if we bear his name, we certainly want to lift up and honor his name by the way we walk. And he moves us along paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. So his name will be lifted up. And I think you can look at it in another way too. He will move us along those paths because of who he is. Because of his holy name, he will move us along those paths. Do you remember Isaiah 48, 11? For my own sake, I will act. For now, for how, rather, can my name be profaned and my glory I will not give to another? He comes along for his sheep, for his children as our shepherd, and he leads us in paths of righteousness, and he does that for the sake of his name. He bears out who he is by doing it, and we bear out who we are by walking in those paths of righteousness. As sheep needed guidance from one pasture to another, we need guidance all the time from the Lord. We need guidance from His Word. We need guidance to stay on course. Have you experienced what David is saying about his Lord? Have you experienced that if He is your shepherd, there's nothing that you will want for that you need? that he won't provide, that he will give you the rest, that he will give you the nourishment that you need for your body, 
He will give you all of that, and he will restore you, and he will lead you in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. We ought to be experiencing that, all of us, and relying upon him for that. Can you affirm in your life that you're seeing that, you're sensing that, you're, you're experiencing that? Can you say those words with David, that no matter what is going on, you will be able to find what you need in him, and he will provide it all? Then we come to verses 4 to 6, where it talks about, or rather David talks to his shepherd in, in relationship to what his sh the shepherd has done for him. So David now is shifting, talking about his shepherd to his shepherd directly, and he gives praise and encouragement for the Lord's faithful presence and provision, no matter how difficult the situation may be. No matter how difficult. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That would be better translated. In fact, if you have a New American Standard reference Bible, it will probably say off to the side, you can translate it this way, in the valley of deep darkness. That, that's, a, I think, a better translation because it's not just talking about when you go someplace to die. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that he's saying, in essence, when you in your walk with him, find yourself in darkness. And sometimes that's where the shepherd had to lead the sheep, through dark valleys to get to one, from one pasture to another. The sheep had to trust their shepherd and follow the shepherd along those journeys. David is saying here, even when the valleys are de desperately dark, even when the valleys are full of spiritual darkness, and I think that's what David has in mind. I will fear no evil. Even when the, the times are so difficult and the enemy seems to be even winning things around you in that kind of darkness, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. You are with me, Lord. You are with me. And your rod and staff, they provide comfort. You know, the wild animals that would attack the sheep because the sheep were so helpless, if the shepherd was there with his rod and the, and the staff, they stayed away because they knew they were going to get clubbed and hurt, maybe killed. And David is just taking that illustration. He's looking at it. He's saying, I don't need to be fearful of any evil, even when the darkness is desperately dark. I don't need to worry about that. Because you, Lord, are with me. You never leave me nor forsake me, ever. No matter how dark it gets, you're there. And your rod and staff, they're a comfort to me. I know what I did with a rod and staff with my sheep. I know what you can do with your power, and there's no enemy too great for you. And then he goes on to say, even in the midst of that, 
even in the midst of enemies around him in darkness, with the Lord, he is okay. And in those times, the Lord even prepares a table with the enemies looking on. And there's nothing the enemies can do because his Lord is with him. Because his Lord leads him and has the rod and the staff to protect him. He has a meal. And in the midst of that meal, he sees the Lord's hand of goodness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or deep darkness, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. What David means by that in this psalm is, you pour out joy on me even in times like that. You anoint my head with the oil of joy. And my cup, because you're with me, because you're pouring out blessing, because you're giving me joy in the darkness, my cup just overflows. It is exceedingly, abundantly full. I have everything I need with you. Who could ask for a better shepherd than that? Who could want a more protective, more caring, more loving, more constant shepherd than the Lord Jesus Christ? We all need to be thinking about Psalm 23 today. But David is not only here in these last verses talking to the Lord and talking about the encouragement and giving him praise for the Lord's faithful presence and provision, he goes on to say, it is not only in the here and now, it will continue forever and ever and ever. Interesting. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Loving kindness is another way to translate that. Goodness and mercy, loving kindness is going to be with me because the shepherd is with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Even in the darkest times, even surrounded by enemies, even with Satan himself there, it makes no difference. He will be with me. He will be with me all through my life. And I will dwell where? in the house of the Lord forever, forever. Not only will he be with us throughout this journey, but he will see us to the very end and on to the final stage when we will be with him and ruling and reigning with him in the new heavens and new earth. We will be with him in his house. And I don't think David is really that concerned about the dwelling place, the house. Listen to John 14, though. John 14, 1 to 3, when our Lord is speaking and says these words, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Jesus said that in light of Psalm 23. He's going to prepare a place for us that where he is, there we may be. And that's the big issue for David too, isn't it? And for us. It's not that we have a place. It's not that we need to know how many square feet it is or how many bedrooms it has or kitchens or all the kind of things that we might normally think of. The thing that's really important is He's preparing a place, and he will be there with us, and he will be there for the rest of eternity, and we will be with him. Revelation 22, I love those early verses, first six verses of Revelation 22. We will be with him. And the psalmist says in Psalm 73, I'm going to turn there and just read a couple of verses out of that again. Whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. And I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. What's the psalmist want? What's the psalmist desire? It's to not just be in a place, that's good, no more sin, no more death, but it's to be with him, the shepherd, who loves us and who gave himself for us. You see, the person ultimately makes the place, and David begins and ends the psalm with the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then he ends, I will be in the house of the Lord forever. It's David's Lord that's all important. It's David Lord, David's Lord that sees him through in this life and provides for all of his needs. It's David's Lord that has provided a place for eternity and will be there to receive him when he arrives and be with him forever. If you have any sleepless nights, I recommend Psalm 23. Know it, think it through, meditate on it. Let the Lord take those verses and encourage your heart even when you are in the deepest of despair. Even when you don't know what tomorrow will bring or how you're going to get through it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name, and he provides all we need when he does that. Yea, though I, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, why? Lord, because you're with me. You never will leave me or forsake me. 
and your rod and your staff, they give me great comfort. There's no enemy that can overcome you, nor your will, nor your purpose, nor whatever you're doing. You will put a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You will anoint me with oil, pour it out upon me, my cup will overflow. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever. He gives us all we need to get through this life over the power of sin, over the power of darkness. We will lack for nothing when we walk with him, when we understand he's the shepherd, and I'm a sheep, and I will not make it without him. These have been rough days, folks. In all my time in ministry, serving as pastor, as an elder, I don't think I've seen any rougher. Let's put it this way, I don't want to see any rougher. But then I know there are missionaries right now in Afghanistan who are far rougher than what I've seen trying to get out, trying to come home, and maybe martyred. God didn't promise us that we won't go through valleys of darkness and deep times and difficulties and all kinds of issues, but he said, I will be there with you. You can trust me. I don't care who comes against you. I don't care how powerfully they, may, they seem to you to be. I will be with you. You can depend upon that, and it will be enough for you. Yesterday at 3, when I found out that I was going to be doing a sermon today and had to go home and get ready for that, this psalm was on my heart and mind. I think we, we really need that, this word from God in these days. I told Ann on the way in today, driving in, I said, you know, I can only think of one other time where I was this excited about preaching. And I was saying that sarcastic. To follow the announcement that we heard this morning was not something that I was delighting in. And I was calling upon the Lord for strength the only other time that I had anything like this was back in New York near West Point in the church there when a horrible tragedy happened in our church during the week, like in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday time frame. And I'm not even going to go into the details. It's so horrible. And I had to get up after that and preach. And I remember saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how. But the Lord reminds me over and over again, as he did today, I'm your shepherd. Look to me. I will be with you. You can do this in my strength and in my power. And church, we've got to walk together to do this in his strength and power now. You've got to be praying for your elders. You've got to be praying that they will know what the Lord's leading is. Be praying for the goodness. Be praying for all of those that have been involved in 
this for the last 10 months. I personally want to see healing, reconciliation, peace, mercy, grace. And I want to contribute to that in whatever way that I can. These are hard days. But we have a shepherd. And his sheep hear his voice. They know him. And they follow him. And he never leaves them. He will be with us. Do you believe that? Are you experiencing that? Are you able to say what David is saying? That even in the valleys of deep darkness, you're not going to fear evil. He's with you. And his rod and staff will comfort you. I love this psalm. I hope you do as well. And I hope you think about it much and apply it by the power of the Spirit in you in your life. The Lord is still with this church. He hasn't left it. I don't know what he has for tomorrow. I don't know what he has for next week. I know he has another elder meeting on, on the schedule for Thursday night. Pray for your elders. Pray for all of us. These are difficult times. But God is sufficient. And he will see us through. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you that we can say with David, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not want, I shall not. You give us everything that we need. You provide for your sheep like no human shepherd could ever provide for the animals that are sheep. And we thank you for that this morning. And we love you. Keep these words on our heart and mind. We pray this in Jesus' name.